doing? My name is Fran. Welcome to the Heal Into Your Awakening podcast. Today, I would like to talk about astrology and how it contributed to my spiritual awakening. Now, quick disclaimer, I'm not an astrologer. My intention behind sharing my experience is to serve as an incentive to anyone who is interested or might be on the fence of exploring this vast, vast world of a strong quick backstory. I'm an Aries son. Though I related a lot with the Aries energy, I associated astrology with fortune telling. And um, at that time, based on my limited knowledge, I felt that it was against my religion. So I developed an interest in it. What is an astrological birth chart? A birth chart is basically a snapshot of where the planets were at the time of your birth. They represent different aspects of your personality. A birth chart could also indicate where you meet your spouse, what kind of job would be more what kind of job is more aligned with your purpose it it is it's vast it's about um, what is going on in your present life and what you should pay attention to in your life at that time it talks about the difficulties you would you would face at this time in your life and just everything you could think about there are people who really really live their life based on astrology and um been very beneficial for them i'm going to give just um an insight about how those houses um represent our lives so the first house represents our appearance our outward personality so depending on what what planets or signs you have in that house would would indicate your appearance and your 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 outward personality now your second house represents money, possessions, values, and skills. Um, and the, the concept behind that, but the concept behind the first house is I am, awareness. The second house is I have, resources. The third house represents our mental activity, learning, our siblings, communications. So I think an immediate environment the fourth house represents home parents roots inner security so i nurture our inner world the fifth house represents romance children fun creativity so i serve personal creativity the sixth house is for our work life health service and self-improvement so i serve and um, our daily life um, the seventh house is marriage and other partnerships. I partner awareness of others. The eighth house is um, sex, death, letting go, regeneration, other people's money, sharing. I circulate shared resources. Um, the ninth house is higher education, philosophy, publishing, religion, travel, law. I explore expanded horizons. Um, 
the 10th house is the house of career, status, reputation, vocational purpose, talking, power, I achieve, out of word. The 11th house, friends, groups, goals, aspirations, I aspire, group contribution. Um, the 12th house, I dream, spiritual life. It represents solitude, institutions, transcendence, and self-sabotage. Depending on what signs, what planets, um, what their aspects and the degrees they're on really tells you about your life's journey, your, from your past to the present to the future and even going towards your past life. There is a plethora of information in your chart if you take the time to really study and explore it. So there are three major planets in our birth chart. That is the sun sign, which is the most commonly used sign and that is determined by your date of birth. There is your moon sign, which is determined again by your date, I think, and place of birth. And then there is your rising sign, um, which is determined by the exact time of your birth and place of your birth. Your sun sign um, represents your dominant traits, your soul's essence, who you are destined to be basically the core of yourself. Um, your moon sign represents your inner self, your emotion and intuitive nature, and then your ascendant or rising sign represents your first impressions, your outward appearance, how people view you. And a lot of people like to say it represents the mask you wear to hide or to protect your inner self which is your moon sign. Now, how did I stumble upon my birth chart? So during the beginning of my spiritual journey, I started to make changes to quote unquote, reprogram my subconscious mind. <laughs> I um, began therapy. I stopped dating and was celibate. And I started to read literature that would assist me in doing so. I started to watch YouTube videos about reprogramming my mind and I started to, you know, understand how energy works and all that stuff. So, but as I would um, affirm myself, nothing was clicking. And as I kept reading, it said over time, the more you say something, the more, you know, whatever you believe happens. But again, nothing was resonating. So at that time, I also started to develop a um, more personal relationship with God. I started to understand that, again, God was within me and not out of me. So my dialogue with, with God was a little bit more constant. And um, one of my prayers to God was that 
I was not able to connect with the words that I was saying to myself. I wasn't, every time I say I'm worthy, there was like a thing in me that said, no, you're not. Every time I say I'm beautiful, there was something in me that said, no, you're not. Every time that I say I love myself, there was something that said I didn't. And I didn't quite get that apart from me, apart from it not resonating. I wanted to know why I didn't believe it. I mean, I knew why. I knew that my circumstances um, dictated how I felt about myself. But I felt like the more I said these words, the, the more I believed it. And this went on for about four to five months of just, and I was told that <laughs> in 21 days, my subconscious mind will be reprogrammed. So I, with this appointment, learned that the work was way more than just affirmations. I actually had to put in work. So I asked God to help me and align me with experiences that would um, help me to know myself and to understand myself. After that, like a few weeks or so after that, I meditate. So my routine is some, most of the time, at that time, I meditated in the morning or the evenings or both times, depending on how I felt. So I, doing one of my meditations, I pictured myself sitting and looking at a, a paper, like, like, a, like a scroll and um, the top of it said birth chart. At that time, again, I wasn't familiar with astrology. I, I wasn't actually open to it because I was also very uncertain about my spirituality. I, I felt like I wasn't sure if I was on the right path or if my circumstances were staring me away from God and I was just using these things as excuses. So a lot of my prayers centered around um, not being sure about where I was spiritually. I felt like, again, my religion, my religious views at that point where it limited me from really opening myself up to that personal relationship with God. And I struggled with that a lot. So when I saw that, I didn't think that it was a message. I felt like, again, I'm one of those people that now I know it to be intuition, but I've always been in my head. I've always sensed things. I've always felt things. And um, from a very young age, I would either dream, I would either literally see it, or I would hear it. And um, I didn't think about it to be anything. I just felt like, again, this is who Fran is. It's who I am, whatever. After that, a few days, after that meditation, a few days, um, I was listening to a podcast and this lady was talking about tarot. She was also discussing um, numerology and spirituality, spirituality (laughs) and astrology, sorry. And, um, she said something about a birth chart. Second time of me hearing that. Um, and I, I immediately, immediately clicked. I knew that that was like a synchronistic, um, moment. So as soon as she said it, I Googled what a birth chart was and, it made sense, but it had a lot to do with astrology. So I was like, mm, I'm not sure. But as I listened to her more, her words resonated and I left it alone. 
I listened to the podcast. I Googled what a birth chart was and I just left it alone. Um, after a few days, that experience of not knowing what a birth chart was and seeing it and then listen and, 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 and then, and then, um, hearing someone specifically say that brought about a knowing that I, it was something that I, I should explore. And, um, I went in and I put in my information, but while I was putting in my information, I, it reminded me of how interesting God is and, and, and this journey has been. So a few years back, um, my dad, again, I probably would have, I was born during the civil war in Liberia, like right before the civil war. And a lot of people, my age, a lot of Liberians, we don't even know where our birth certificates are. Um, most of the information that we have is just, I think, but, um, my dad had sent me an email detailing the exact moment like months before I was born, up to the day that I was born, um, up to the time, part of that deed, he expressed the exact time that I was born. And that was a crucial, that's a crucial information to really um, determine an accurate birth chart. So it just made me, it just, it just tickled me because most of my friends that I had asked didn't even know what time they were because again, a lot of us lost that information and my mom wouldn't have been able to give it to me. But the fact that on a soul level, my dad was able to retain that information and give it to me before my awakening even came to be was profound to me. Now, when I, when I opened up my birth chart again, the Aries sun came out. And I was like, okay, cool. I was reading about it. I was like, ah, oh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's who I am. That's who I am. But a lot of the things that talk about Aries don't really apply to me because, well, some of the things that I didn't really, I'm not very adventurous. I consider myself an introverted extrovert. I love solitude. I love being at home. I can't be around, well, I can't be around a lot of people for too long. I would require some kind of solitude. So as much as I feel, felt the Aaron energy as far as my entrepreneurial um, mindsets, as far as my impatience, as far as that childlike energy. I don't take things too seriously. It's like there are just a lot of qualities that 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 Aries energy possessed that I had, but it didn't quite click. I didn't feel Aries. Um, I didn't feel like an Aries. So as I went further, I realized that my moon sign was in cancer and my rising sign was in cancer. So my feelings are that of a cancer and the cancer, cancers are intuitive. They love solitude. Cancer is a water sign. So a lot of their, they're very gentle, they're gentle souls. And, um, the, the shadow side of cancers, they're overthinkers. They blame themselves. They're they're empath in being empathic is a blessing, but it's also a curse as well. And at that time I was operating from a place of my shadow side. I was attracting people 
from a place of my shadow side because a lot of the things that I'd ha- I was engrossed in being a victim and, and self-pity and um, cancers also have this they have very retentive memory and a lot of their memories are not necessarily good they always go back and remember past situations that didn't necessarily serve them and um that was me so it clicked and as i read further into so it was like oh this 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 chart is spitting (laughs) this is me to my core so i became more interested and again chiron played a huge part in my self-acceptance and and um at that time i was still angry i was still sad i was hurt about everything that was going on and most importantly my mom still affected me um things weren't getting better with my mom it actually was getting worse so um so where your chiron is is where you hurt the most but where you also gather the most strength if you allow it to um, my Chiron was in cancer. Cancer is the mother. Most people with Chiron and cancer have, don't have good relationships with their mother. And they have, and, and because Chiron is, well, cancer is family. Cancer represents family and nurturing and most, most, most things related to whom most people with Chiron and cancer have really hard time with family and have really hard childhoods. And when I saw that, it 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 it, it didn't quite make it okay, but it validated and it made me realize that my life and the and the things that are what that happened to me didn't happen to me. In a way it happened for me because here is a way that it gave me um, an insight about what could happen if I let go. And that started to open a room for acceptance for me. I started to go deeper in my chart. Um, I have Mars in the 12th house. A lot of people with Mars in the 12th house experience physical abuse as children. A lot of Mars in the 12th house have hidden enemies. And most of the people in my life that have, quote unquote, been enemies of mine didn't come from, it wasn't like an outsider that just threw a ball at my window and was like, friend, you're my enemy. It usually came from people that were very close to me. So even though it didn't make it okay, I underst—I started to understand that the energy surrounding me the, the uh, and how I came to be um, um, were intentional. And they were all part of my soul journey. And these experiences that I was having were for the, are all for the evolution of my soul. And when I leave this world, I'm going to leave more evolved if I allow myself to heal and grow through the experiences that I had. Um, so... I became engrossed in that. I became, I started to look into, I started to look into like what the planets in each sign meant and what, how it applied to my life. And, um, one of the ones that really, really played a huge role in my self-acceptance was 
Saturn. <laughs> so um, Saturn is, Saturn represents obstacles. It is contraction. It also represents effort. And where Saturn is in your birth chart is where you're going to have the most obstacles. So let's say Saturn is in your house of money. And depending what house it it's in will influence that. So there are people who don't become rich until after their Saturn return and until after they go through certain life lessons. And then once you be, once you learn that life lessons and you embody the lessons, you become more solid than somebody who didn't have Saturn in that place. Uh, Saturn, Capricorn, Uranus, and Neptune. So Neptune represents fog. Wherever Neptune is in your chart, represents fogginess. And what Neptune does in the seventh house of marriage and partnerships, it make you see the the object of your affection from rose-colored glass. It makes you not see the reality of what it is until maybe when it's too late. But I, I started to reflect on it and how it applies to my life. And truly, when I meet people, especially romantic partners, I start people at 100. I'm not like a someone that doesn't trust. I immediately trust you. I, I see, I, I think of you at a very high level. And over time, your actions will bring you down, but I really start you up. So that created an awareness. This is something that I do, and this is not necessarily something that is positive. Now, um, ultimately, I do want to think the word of the person that I end up marrying, but that would be because of their actions, not just because I have this perspective of them which isn't fair it's not fair to just automatically put someone on a high pedestal because no one is perfect so as I started to learn my birth chart I started to learn the energies that were surrounding me I started to learn who I really was um my perception of myself changed initially I started this journey of I started I, I, I started to go to therapy and I became celibate and all this stuff to attract the right person, to attract the right circumstances. And as I explored myself and I started to accept myself, I didn't care to attract anyone or anything. I was more focused on enjoying who I was. This was the first time in my life that I was seeing me. And I didn't, I, I continued to go to therapy, but this time it was more for just myself, was just more, yes, I want to attract the right circumstances, but I also want to live at my highest capacity for me, for my child, for my generations to come. And if I don't find this person, it became okay. Did I desire a partner? Absolutely. But that need completely fizzled out as I started to learn and accept myself. And I, somebody had put this quote that when you know yourself, you love yourself. And when you don't take the time out to know yourself, 
it's hard to love yourself, you know? And if you don't love yourself, no one else can love you. No, you're not going to attract anyone that's going to love you. Most of the people you're going to attract are going to show you to love yourself the hard way. So going back to Saturn, um, when I discovered Saturn, <laughs> I saw him as an obstacle. Well, I saw the energy as an obstacle. So I read further into it. I realized I was going through my Saturn return when I had all this upheaval. And your Saturn return usually starts from the age of 27, 28, up until 31. And it's uh, coincidentally, I was experiencing a really, really hard time. And as I started to research more and more about how Saturn works, I stumbled upon people who were also experiencing similar things during their Saturn return. So the, the, the Saturn, your first Saturn return is when you leave your youth behind and become an adult. So as far as astrology is concerned, you don't become an adult until the age of 30. When Saturn, whatever Saturn is in your chart, you don't um, experience success from it until after your first Saturn return. So initially, when I first discovered that Saturn was an obstacle in my relationships, at that time, that's how I avoided it. And I re realized that I was going through a Saturn return. So all these obstacles, again, was because of Saturn. And oh my God, this, this, this energy, this is ridiculous. I, as I researched more and I learned more about the energy, someone gave a, a, um, um, an advice to... Um, instead of seeing Saturn as an obstacle, to start to see Saturn as this friend, as this tough, protective father figure in your chart. And once I started to do that, and there would be time where I would meditate and I would picture Saturn, and I started to with, with, um, become friends with Saturn, things shifted. Um, no longer was an obstacle, but more of where I needed more effort. I needed to put more effort in how I view relationships, in my discernment, in what I wanted out of my relationships and partnerships. I started to put my effort in the experiences that we're having and really, again, apply that drill sergeant energy. And what do drill sergeants do? They put you through rigorous training to get you to your best self. And I still am doing that at this point. It's not really easy, but once I knew again, what energies were surrounding each aspect of my life, I saw the good side, the bad side, and I saw the side that I, the, the part that I needed to play in regards to that. So that is how my birth chart has influenced my life. and. It got me to a place, so I'm going through therapy in the beginning. A lot of the language was forgive, forgive, forgive yourself, forgive this person, forgive that person in order to heal, in order to be free of it. Once I read, once I understood my birth chart and I understood how these things were to happen anyways, and they were all part of my journey and the evolution of my spirit, I no longer needed to forgive 
anyone. Instead, I accepted. And in a way, I became grateful. I became grateful for my mother and father and my experiences and my abusers and, and just everything because it brought me to exactly who I was at this point. I don't know who I would have been without all the circumstances, but I, because I started to like who Franklin was, I started to be grateful for the things that molded me into being Franklin. So I hope that my experience motivates you to embark on that journey. And again, if astrology is not something, it's not up your alley, that's okay. I really hope that you still take on that in journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance. And I promise you that it will change your life for the better. Um, until next time, peace, love, and light. I love you. And I hope that you have a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. I can be reached at healintoawakening at gmail.com. And I'm on Instagram as healintoawakening. I would love so, so much to hear from you. So please email me. Please like and subscribe. And um, I look forward to interacting with every single one of you. Again, enjoy the rest of the week. Bye.